Grab your change and take a dip. It's time for a brand new pick and mix. Oh, and indeed, we are mixing tonight. Welcome to the pick and mix. As always, I'm your host, Greens Vibrate. For the next two and a bit hours, we've got for you coming up three games in a normal show for the first time in a long old while. We haven't done one of those. So it was about time that we actually did so. So welcome. It's finally about time that we gave some love to three franchises that get a lot of love anyway. But in this case, I actually mean three games within these franchises that don't happen to get a whole lot of love in. So coming up tonight, we have music from Super Fancy Zone, Sam D'Amigo for the Wii, and Jizza Radio, the GBA version. All of which are fantastic games, in my opinion, in their own right. But always seem to fall by the wayside when we're talking about these series and in fact it's not even that they get mentioned unfavorably it's that they don't even receive a mention at all so why not dedicate an episode to them in this normal episode for the first time since november but yes should we at this point even call them special episodes because we've done more special episodes than we have normal episodes for this show we've only done two of them (laughs) before now and the reason for that being is because I decided to start the show in the very busy holiday season. So you got uh, Christmas, New Year's in my calendar, you got Winterfest. Then on top of that, at the end of the year is always a busy uh, release period. So I wanted to cover a bunch of releases like Monkey Ball, Marion Sonic, um, Shenmue I didn't really do. You know, I had quite a lot of releases that were in the pile that I had to do before I could actually get round to, um, get round to coming back to normality. But regardless... We are finally back here, and thank you. Yeah, Jamie says, does Radio Sega even do normal shows? Or if you're talking about in terms of uh, terms of zaniness, probably not. I don't think we ever did, really did normal shows in that regard. But if you're talking about episodes that aren't specials, then probably also no. But the point being here, there's still plenty of time for you to get in your requests and still plenty of time for you to have your say on all of the free games here. So to do so, green vibrate hashtag 6383 on Discord or at Radio Sega and tag your show or uh, tag the show using hashtag rspicknmix and any requests I'll be taking for the free games I won't be taking any other ones and if I do they'll be stacked into another week because that's not how the show works I quite often get people saying come on slide me in one from this and no I will not slide you in one from this because the whole point is great a focus show dedicated around three four five six one two however many games that I want to give their own time in the spotlight. And while none of these games are what I'd say are bread and butter games for Pig and Mix, they're games I've certainly had a rip-roaring time with. And especially this first one, because it's in my genre of choice, the rhythm game genre. And it's uh, one of my favourite rhythm games, actually, even if it is a bit on the uh, inaccurate side at times. But, hey, what would it be, a rhythm game that was perfectly accurate? I'm going to have some sort of issue in them. Except for uh, certain rhythm games that Sega made. But regardless, from Samba Di Amigo for the Wii, it's a song that you're about to hear in just a moment. Ooh, what could it be?
And with that, welcome officially to Radio Sega's Pick and Mix, your most, not really most random place. I always want to say that, the most random place on Radio Sega, but it, it isn't, because we've got a show that's a pun on random. It's never going to work for me, but I try and go for it every week regardless. One week ago, we'll come up with an actual catchphrase of the show that isn't getting into the mix, but regardless, welcome. You just had a track that request by Jamie64326. Oh, but at least he's back. But still, Jamie, oh. Ah, Jamie. From Jetset Radio, for the GBA, that sweet soul brother. A song that I really like regardless, but um, that one, as good as the original track in my opinion. As Nicholas pointed out in the chat, there is a lot of punch to it. Um, the drumline in particular is really punchy in comparison to uh, what it is in... Uh, what am I trying to say? The drumline is really punchy in comparison to what it is in the Dreamcast version. Um, and in particular as well, I really like the um, the breakdown. The da, 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 da. That one. The melody is a lot clearer, despite being on a GBA. You can actually sort of hear the... Um, I don't quite know what instrument it is. Just the... Um, the sort of droney noise, you can hear that a lot clearer, which I think is the best melody in the song, but it's always covered up by various other samples in the song, but it's a great rendition of a pretty awesome song, and I actually had it written down who that was composed by, but I don't have it all of a sudden. I know, obviously, the original is Hideki Naganuma, but uh, I don't remember who did the GBA version soundtrack. Uh, I'm going to look this up, because it's actually quite an important point of contention tonight to know who did it. Um, Soundtrack was developed by Shinen or Sheenan Multimedia, um, who are a German based company based in uh, Munich. Huh. They have done games such as Jet Set Radio isn't even on this list of games that they did, but I guess this is games that they developed. Um, really? Aha. Huh. Hang on. No, there's no way. No, that's right. Well, I never. They did. They did fast RMX and fast racing Neo. The um, the really good F Zero clones for Switch and Wii U. Wow, I did not know that. In that case, I'm a big fan of this company. Then really need to buy those games at some point. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Sheen and Multimedia who did the Jitset Radio GBA soundtrack, and a great conversion it is. There are a couple of duff ones, or not duff, but a couple of ones that um, are a bit below the rest of reasons that you'll find out during the show, but overall, a pretty great soundtrack. Before that, from Super Fantasy Zone, also a really good soundtrack. Mango, the theme of round two, probably the most well-known song, and shut up Callum, because I know what you're going to say, because I just said the word Mango. He's probably not listening, but regardless. Um... But yeah, Super Fantasy Zone is a game that actually gets... The soundtrack gets bashed quite a lot for that one. Um, people say, oh, it's re- reminiscent of early Mega Drive games, and there's some songs that aren't great. I do agree with that. There are some songs on the soundtrack that aren't very good, but then you have ones like Mango, which are so peppy and cheerful that completely lift the whole thing up and sound straight out of the System 16 original. Speaking of which, Super Fantasy Zone does actually have some songs on the cartridge, or maybe even in the game. I've never got that far in the game to know, but... It does actually have some songs from the original Fantasy Zone, so we will have one or two of them coming up later tonight, and even more if you request them. But So we got music from Fantasy Zone and Super Fantasy Zone, but in particular I wanted to play one of the songs that was from the original Fantasy Zone, just because it's one of my absolute favourites, if you've ever tuned into my shows before. And Kick Up The Block, another one of my absolute favourites from Sam Amigo for the Wii. 
That was Check It Out, one of the DLC songs, but you probably know it better from having heard it on the radio on Infinite Loop for many years, except you probably haven't because the connotations of that song mean it probably hasn't been played on any public radio uh, anytime recently. Um, but yeah, one of the DLC themes for Sam Amigo. I forget which pack. I had all the packs at one point. I don't know which one it was in though. Um, overall, the DLC music is pretty good, but none of it's sort of the genre that I would ever play on this show. A lot of it is very early 2000s poppy, which the game itself has quite a lot of, but it knows how to choose its songs well um, in Sam Amigo for the Wii, but the DLC songs are a tad strange of a choice. Um, I just realised I was given the opportunity to play some B-52s and I didn't. I think I'm going to have to change that at some point. Um, but yeah, that's one of the better ones. There's also Rockefeller, Rockefeller Skank, which I normally play whenever I mention this game, but I'm not going to play it this time. Um, I was, I will spare your souls because you can hear it every single time I talk about the Wii version of this game. But yes, welcome to the show. How are we all doing today? That's what I'd like to know because I always enjoy hearing about the tales of my Discord chat room. Speaking of which, radio.se.gf/discord where you can join the crazy fun with the likes of BridGamer98, Rapid Run, Veritex, Jamie64326, myself, and I think that's about it. So if you'd like to come and join the fun, I told you where to go, and yeah, you could be chatting away to these <laughs> rowdy bunch, so we say. A lot of talk about the uh, GBA version of... Um, a lot of talk about the GBA version of Jets of Radio in particular, but also some about Super Fantasy Zone. Nicholas brought up some interesting points that Super Fantasy Zone's sound team was actually... Uh, or Super Fantasy Zone's sound team worked for Sunsoft. People who love Sunsoft music, not as much as Sega music, but Sunsoft music is... Um, well... Pretty good. I don't know too much about Sunsoft music, but as Nicholas said, it is generally pretty, pretty high regarded, but never as high as sort of your AAA, um, AAA oldies like Sega and Nintendo, that sort of thing. But maybe, maybe I'm missing the trick. I need to go back and listen to some Sunsoft stuff. Um, but for the most part, I do think it's a pretty good soundtrack. But uh, aside from that, that's all I can really say for the chat room, guys. So thank you for your participation. I appreciate it. I also want to say a huge, 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 huge thanks to an email that I received this week. I know, I'm actually reading out an email on um, on Pig and Mix. I almost said the wrong thing there. Um, so we've got a lovely email from S-Mania, who I've previously read out on the show before and on Pig and Mix. Actually, no. I previously read out on Topical Resort. So if you listen to that show, you know I have a regular listener who is known as Lowry, but I always never know if I'm saying that right. One day I'll look it up, but I would never look up Nicholas either, so... <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas, Nikolai. That sort of thing. Um, so, regardless, um, long-time Topical Resort listener, Lowry slash Eshmania from uh, Los Angeles here. I discovered that your Pick and Mix show is a thing. Huzzah. Was off all social media, not online much in the autumn, so today is the first time I've gone back to the radio Sega in a while. Looking forward to your new and ever-evolving show. I just downloaded the first eight episodes via Stitcher, and to or to listen, continuing nope, to listen during my commute. New format is exciting, and I'm happy to be along for the ride. Hope your help is good, and it's great to hear your excitement hosting episode one. So this was posted while he was listening to episode one, so I assume that kind of just went down the path. <laughs> I'm joking. There's still excitement here, I swear. I'm enjoying hosting the show still. I'm just. 
Um, getting, uh, I don't know. What I'm trying to say, I'm not really sure. I'm reading chat while trying to do this, which might maybe be a tad, uh, a tad uh, of a mistake, so to speak. Um, but I'm still doing it, even when I'm trying to tell myself to stop. I don't know, but we've got quite a hectic show coming up. Still plenty more hecticness to come if you request some stuff. Um, but for the most part, we're going to just get straight into it and jump back into some more music. Even if the music itself is quite short. But I do want to do that, but I have promised it and it is going to happen. So, with that in mind, why don't we jump on over into some Code Breakers. Welcome to Code Breakers, the segment where you're going to try some uh, play for some points here on Radio Sega. Um, you're not playing for points on Radio Sega, but you're listening to a show on Radio Sega that you can play for points on, where you can earn points during the Radio Sega show. So, <laughs> um, so what am I trying to say? I don't know. It's, it's been a long week. Um, Code Breakers is a segment where we are looking for you to be academically minded. That means, well, well I'm going to ask you three anagrams. You're going to have to decode them, and all of them will be a song from a game featured tonight. So one from each. So three anagrams, three points each. All of them will be from a game featured tonight, one per game. With that in mind, this week's first anagram, if you're ready, you can only answer on Discord. RadioSC.GA, forward slash Discord. I'm Greed Vibrate, hashtag 6383. Moderator Worming. Moderator Worming. What could that be an anagram of? It's a song from a game featured tonight. And while you do that, we're going to get on probably the worst. Actually, no. The second worst track on the Jet Set Radio GBA's uh, soundtrack. I'm going to put on the worst just afterwards because it's really short. Uh, you'll see why. And I think, well, I'm just going to say it. The reason why is because it's a really short loop of... A particularly great song from the game. From Jet Set Radio for the Game Boy Advance, this is Let Mum Sleep. This is an example of a good GBA song, by the way, just if you're curious. Um, this is a really good GBA song, actually. This is how you do it right, um, all those third parties who had awful sound drivers. Regardless, enjoy the music.
welcome back. You just heard a track from Super Fantasy Zone as requested by Nicholas Haman. That was Recollection. Before that, from Somebody Amigo for the Wii, another one of my personal favourites. Lowrider, that plays on the Sonic stage, as do quite a few of my favourite songs in that game, actually. That has nothing to do with it, but the Sonic stage is so cool. Yeah, for those of you who never played the game or you've never seen footage of it, it's uh, Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. This was back before it was reused with an inch of its life, although to be fair it was in Brawl in 2008 as well, um, so maybe I should take that as a statement with a pinch of salt, but <laughs> this was around the time when they were still using Seaside Hill and all the spin-off games and all the uh, crossover games, that type of thing, so Green Hill was fairly fresh around this time, it's just a really nice take on Green Hill, really lovely, lots going on, rings, chow, everything in the background, all jumping and jiving. It's a really nice stage, and Sonic himself is amazingly animated. You wouldn't expect that from a game from Gearbox, but <laughs> he is, it's true. And that explains the janky controls, because it is by Gearbox. As someone mentioned, I can't believe I went this far without mentioning that fact, but it is true. Um, Gearbox were involved in that one. Um, there's a reason why a lot of people boycotted it um, after the fact, because that was after the whole Aliens debacle and... Gearbox just been Gearbox really, isn't it? Yeah, so we are back and well Oh, someone just got the answer wrong. Nope. So not many of you have actually even attempted code breakers above. I can't reveal that none of you got it right, so keep going. I've just posted it on Twitter or if you're on Discord, I just posted it down in the Discord. Um So for some reason Gabby's just posted I tune in for a change. I'm ordering tacos. So <laughs> I tune in because I never tune in, but actually I'm not going to tune in. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Thank you, Gaffy, for your extra love and support. I appreciate that one. Um, but this is the part of the segment where I really want to know what you guys think about any of the games featured tonight, even if it's just the music or any other game in the series. I always love to know on these shows what you have to say about the titles that I have a lot to say about, because I really do. And yes, everyone loves Mr. Pitchford and everyone hates Chris. Don't know who Chris is in this situation, but I'm sure we dislike him regardless. But I'm going to give you my in-depth thoughts on one of the games featured, and I'm going to give you some rambling thoughts on the rest of the game. So, Zambatiamigo for the Wii, I will reveal to you. I think it's a pretty good game. The motion controls do hamper it a little bit, but overall, I am very happy with the way it turned out. Great song selection, which is important for a rhythm game. Uh, aside from the inaccurate motion detection, pretty good presentation. There are some parts where the game isn't in 16 by 9 it's in this weird letterbox, not 4-3, not 69 format. Uh, there's a lot of stretch HUD elements, but the actual presentation of the levels, the 3D models, the, uh, the, the set design, which in my opinion is really important in a rhythm game as well, because you're going to be spending so much time looking at it unless it's like Osu, in which case it's a black background. but. That's really important for me is the visual design of a rhythm game because you're going to be spending so much time looking at these icons and in some cases when it has them, the stage, you've really got to have some good locations and it does. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say about Zambi Amigo for the Wii. For um, Super Fantasy Zone, this is the one I know the least about. I've not got too far in Super Fantasy Zone as I have with any Fantasy Zone game and I know a lot more about the original Fantasy Zone. Um, but overall, I'm a big fan of Super Fantasy Zone from the brew parts I got to play of it. It's a dream come true. Sunsoft, the king of arcades and the king of shooters, meets the other king of arcades and king of uh, shmups to combine into this one awesome game. It's solidly developed. 
feels like an appropriate upgrade to the original arcade version when uh, Fantasy Zone 2 back in the day didn't on the Master System. It, it was a good game, but it just didn't quite stack up to the System 16 original. And Super Fantasy Zone feels like the worthy sequel that it was kind of waiting for, but then once M2 got their grubby little... I say grubby little, there's nothing grubby about M2. So once M2 got their gracious, glory-riddled hands onto Fantasy Zone 2, that became the worthy sequel and probably a better game than Super Fantasy Zone, to be honest. But it's still a fantastic title that I wish I could get a bit further in. One day I'm going to save scum my way through it and actually try and beat Super Fantasy Zone, but great presentation, great gameplay, great music. They're the three things I look for in a game, and I'd highly recommend you play Super Fantasy Zone. If you live in the US, you can actually play it now on the Genesis Mini, which you couldn't play on before, but otherwise, play it on original hardware. You should always do that for any video game ever. And finally, the one that I haven't talked about probably means I'm going to speak about it in depth. Jet Set Radio for the GBA. Despite how well-loved the Jet Set Radio series is, and especially during recent years, it's surprising that there's one title that always seems to fall under the radar. You'd think that by that logic, it'd be a spin-off, or maybe just a bit naff, but no. The Forgotten Series title is a diamond in the rough port of the original game to the Game Boy Advance, and it doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> the title released in 2003 in America and 2004 in Europe received various meaningless awards from critics from its quality in the months after release, with many calling it just as good as the Dreamcast version, and yet it still doesn't get any coverage. Rarely ever mentioned, and it's fallen by the wayside. And even less that it's a pretty underloved DC original, which has uh, fallen out of grace and glory in comparison to the original, uh, or in comparison to the HD ports of the game. It could be due to the scarcity of the cartridge, or perhaps down to the rather unfair reception of the GBA and its library in recent years, but regardless, Jet Set Radio for the GBA is one underloved puppy. I want to set the outstanding record straight on the title, so let's get my thoughts out for now. I played a decent amount of the game for the purposes of review, and while perhaps the outlets back in the day were a little out let's call it as good as the DC version, it's really not far off. Praise developers Vicarious Visions put a lot of love and polish into this title, and it's reflected in every single corner of the game. You'd likely know them as the developer of the Crash remakes, Crash 1, 2, 3, and somewhat Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. But in our case, you'd want to know them as the developers of the Tony Hawk GBA titles. No, it's not Sega, but stay with me here. They are praised to the high heavens and back for oh, they are praised to the high heavens and back for their quality, and in some cases got better raps than their console originals when all was said and done. A lot translates over from their titles, uh, from those titles, including their greatly refined engine, which over the course of their first GBA title, the Jet Set, got fine-tuned to what is, in my opinion. Perfection. I played through a decent amount of the game for the purposes of review. No, I already said that part. <laughs> this is good. Uh, the isometric gameplay doesn't immediately scream Jet Set Radio, and in fact, um, well, it's far from screaming Jet Set Radio in my opinion. It's more Sonic 3D Blast than anything, and if that game talks anything, it probably shouldn't be isometric. Despite that, it's a perfect fit for the series. See where I was going there? And, well, as a result of this, it's probably a lot more sound under the hood than it would have been had they attempted any other perspective or camera angle. Likewise, the graphics are surprisingly good for the system. Many people will interpret this the wrong way, but I mean in the sense of a lot of the titles on the system went for the enhanced 16-bit look, and those that didn't went for the 32-bit Donkey Kong Country. 
This game goes for a bit of both in the sense of incorporating pseudo-realistic sprites while maintaining that monkey magic brackets, I need to specify brackets here, cell shaded as it later became known, style that Jet Set Radio is known for and the devs mentioned in the interviews they made it a priority to carry over this iconic style as best as possible to the tiny, the tiny size and resolution of the GBA screen. I'd also like to say here as well, I didn't write this down, um, this game's graphics often get an unfair rap uh, as a result of people playing it on emulators and well if you're going to be playing on emulators on a 20 inch screen or worse if you're going to be playing on something like a RetroPie on your 50 inch TV this game does really not look good. I ended up initially playing it on an emulator um, and then I ended up actually purchasing a cartridge I knew that I wanted this episode months, not months, uh, weeks in advance sorry so I ended up purchasing a cartridge and uh, even when you actually scale down the emulator window to a normal GBA size the game looks phenomenal, but when you blow it up, it does look really pixely and quite smudgy. That's as a result of the graphics being optimised for such a small screen, so when you blow it up, it's it's not like the Sonic Advance games where you can blow it up and it looks like a Genesis title or Mega Drive title. It looks very blurry as a result of it being optimised within an inch of its life for a small couple of inch long, a uh, couple of inch large screen. But I think that's worth mentioning because it often gets an unfair rap for that reason. The music also manages to cut it a notch above the rest for the system. By far the most bashed aspect of the GBA is its sound chip, which I think is undeserved as so many titles on the system use a bottom of the barrel sound driver that did little to nothing with the hardware. But Sega were never about that and neither were Nintendo and as a result pushed out some top tunes on the system. Jets of Radio doesn't go for an original angle and instead goes for songs you've heard from the console game. They're not bit crushed all that much, despite what you think and the jump down in quality. And while the loops might be a bit shorter, they're faithful and a pretty good recreation of the console classics while adding some new aspects. And well, we've been humming these console classics to ourselves, the baseline to them shall we say, since the 1990s. And. Faith, despite limitations, is the name of the game here, because a lot more than the standard categories just mentioned are maintained. The level design in areas is very reminiscent of the console versions, and in others, is one for one. I couldn't believe this, quite frankly. They've got so little cartridge space to work with in comparison to the gigabyte data, ro uh, data disk ROMs of old, and yet there's various areas in this game that have geometry that's one to one with the console version. It's simply breathtaking at the level that, of detail they're able to recreate with this port on a handheld that was on the same level of power as a potato. The difficulty is also carried over, but I'll get it as brief as that would be more ranting and swearing rather than gushing. What a great port, in my opinion. While it doesn't add anything over the console version you know and love, say like an HD remake or a port or a reimagining, reimagining, yeah that's what I meant to say. It's a new way to experience a classic title that makes you think what more could have come to the console version and what more could we have had in the Jet Set Radio series, while basking in the glory of just how much effort Vicarious Visions put into a port on a weak handheld for a forgotten title four years after it was relevant. Definitely give this one a play. Here we go, it's my opinions on Jet Set Radio for the GBA, a criminally unlooked title that's not as good as the console version, but it's so far up there, and if you know my opinions on the console versions, I do uh, have pretty good things to say about it, so that's quite the compliment, in my opinion. So we've got some people 
um, saying in the chat room there thoughts on all of these games. So we've got Nicholas saying, I will agree that the Wii version of Sam of the Amigo seems seriously overlooked considering there's just no YouTube content for it. I'm just going to brush the surface of this one because I think we've honestly got enough stuff to cover a whole new segment. So keep it locked. We're going to get into some more code breakers. We're hopefully going to actually let you break those codes. And, well, we'll read out your thoughts on all of these games just after the break. But for now, let's get back to our number one most confusing game show here on Radio Sega. And here we are back in the Code Breaker segment where you're playing for free point, uh, points. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Remember, last round, I asked you the anagram moderator worming. So as in like a worm um, slithering round in the soil. Who's also a moderator, which is an accurate way to describe most forum moderators. They are worms. Um, <laughs> Code Breaker's round two. Madam Sega Bio. Madam Sega Bio. That's an anagram of a song featured tonight. Let me know what it is on Discord. And while you do so, we're going to get into some more music. And I think someone requested this, but I actually don't remember who it was. I believe it was Mr. BritGamer98. And in in regards to my little review there, he actually said, Love the puns and how you sneak them in, man. So why don't we listen to some Sneak Man? And after that, we got a brilliant song from Samadhi Mega and another one. But anyway, from Jet Set Radio, here's Sneak Man. Also, I remember, I didn't play the song that I said was really bad from Jet Set Radio for the GBA. We're going to actually do that after this time, because I'm going to put it in right now. There we go, it's in. But first of all, from Jet Set Radio, let's sneak in some Sneak Man. Sneak Man. If I was a man who sneaked. Don't understand what's going on here. 
Welcome back to Pick and Mix. I'm getting bullied in the chat because apparently my code breakers round two isn't an actual anagram. Yes, it is. You just need to get good because I've verified all of them this week and I know they all work for a fact. So you're all just wrong. Keep guessing because that's what the game is all about. Regardless, what you just heard there was a request by Nicholas Hamman, the ham man himself, from Samadhi Amigo for the Wii. That was Oi Como Va. Um, I believe that's, as he said in the chat room, one of three original songs from the game. Um, I'm going to quickly check which ones they are. Yes, there are three original tracks in the Wii version, which are solo two. Oh, I, I always hate pronouncing this one, but yeah, it's such a good song. Un Agu... I know how to say it. I can picture it in my head. I just have severe, um, severe not being able to speak syndrome. Um, what's it called? Un Agandiente. I know for a fact that's not how you say it. My brain has just turned off, turned much this week. It's been such a horrible week, and I'm so glad it's almost over. Thank goodness it's the weekend, because I don't know how much more of this I can take. Um, back to normality on Monday. Hooray! Um, but yes, that was one of three original songs from the game. Apparently, there was two original tracks made of version 2000, and obviously these are excluding the menu themes, because... Why would you include the menu themes, silly? And before that, from also from Samadhi Meek of the Wii. Although the metadata didn't show that from Ken Woodman and his Piccadilly Brass. That was the original version of Mexican Flyer. You've had so many remixes over the year, and you've also heard the original, but not quite, because the version that always seems to appear in most games is heavily cut down, including the Space Channel 5 version. Yet, despite that, Mexican Flyer, the original version from Samadhi Amigo for the Wii. I didn't know the significance of that one when I was originally playing the game back when it first came out, but I went back to it around about 2015, I think it was, was when I got back into the game, trying to um, get, get a bit better at it because that was when I got hugely back into rhythm games, and as a result I went back to it and went, oh my goodness, Mexican Flyers here, wow, okay. Um, obviously the significance of that being it's the only song in the game that is actually technically from a pre-existing Sega game. Un agua a diente, according to Rapid Run. Thank you, my brain turned off. I appreciate that, Rapid. <laughs> it's just completely turned off. Whatever. Um, I'm just trying to figure out the best way to turn everyone off, because Jamie's going to say it, so we'll nip that one in the bud before it happens. Before that, from Jet Set Radio for the GBA, that was Funky Radio. I said it's the worst track in the game, that's because it's a menu theme, but seriously, it's a five-second loop. And kicking that off from... Um, from Jet Set Radio for the GBA, that was Sneakman, as Chris by Brick Gaming 98. And yes, Nick has also brought up the very good point of the original version is in Insanity Amigo. It uses the short version of Spaceport introducing Ulala. I don't have that one on my <laughs> on my um, local version of the playlist. I only have the original version, which is convenient because it's the longer version. If I could have, I would have got the longer version of every Insanity Amigo track tonight, but I just didn't have the time to do so because it's a rhythm game. It gets cut basically in half for every single track, which is disappointing because some of them. Minus the three original tracks, which don't have longer versions. The rest of them all probably have versions that are double the length. But I just didn't have time to get all of them. But I do have the version that um, for Mexican Flyer. Speaking of Mexican Flyer, this week, and I think it was this week, unless I'm getting confused for last, but I do think it was this week, Space Channel 5's soundtrack got re-released. Um, a sound selection of the game for the 20th anniversary. And immediately I went, oh. Here we go, it's going to be a sound selection and it's going to be on iTunes and it's going to be like five songs. So I beat Rapid to it by like five seconds. Um, 
but yeah, it's going to be like five songs and you're going to have to pay £10 for it and it's going to be... This, it turns out it's a really solid collection. Like, I'm not exaggerating. It's an amazing collection. So you've got all the Space Channel 5 Part 1, including stuff like Mexican Flyer, which I didn't expect to be there. I know Sega own the rights, but they are quite stingy in re-releasing Mexican Flyer quite a lot of the time. Space Channel 5 Part 2... And a considerable number of tracks from Space Channel 5 Part 2 Uki Uki Nonstop Mega Mix, which was a CD only album, only in Japan, full of like three or four songs and a bunch of interludes. But yeah, it's it's on there. The Tom Jones and Go Go Mix is even on there, which I was shocked by. I didn't expect that to be there, but for a sound selection, it's got basically the two full soundtracks. I know there's going to be some stuff missing. Two full soundtracks and a couple of bonus tracks. Which was incredible compared to what I was expecting. I was just kind of expecting a garbage re-release. Um, but it's all on Spotify, so you can go ahead and download it right now, regardless of where you are in the world. There's probably some third world countries it's not in, but if they don't have Spotify. Um, and Nicholas has brought up a point. Only about half of part one is there, but it's the parts of half one you'd uh, part uh, the half of part one that you'd expect. Yep, yeah, there we go. Uh, it's those parts. Oh, three quarters actually. That's a lot better than I thought it was, but still, it's the parts you'd expect. You've got all of the major reports on there. You're not missing Mexican Fly, or you're not missing, um, I can't think of the name of it all of a sudden, the cheerleader song. I can't think of what it's called. You're not missing any of that. That is all still there. Just, um. Yeah. And, ooh, interesting. I can't actually read this out on air, but something interesting is going on tomorrow. Um, so. Yeah, what I'm trying to say here is please go ahead and pick up Space Channel 5 Part uh, Part 2, Part 1, and Part 2 Uki Uki Nonstop Mega Mix on Spotify because it's a great re release and it's available for free if you get it through Spotify. But there is actually a CD release of it coming. I've seen it on both CD Japan and on IM8 Bit, so go ahead and purchase that one. I hate IM8 Bit, but the CD Japan release might be a lot better, so I'll go and check that one out instead. But you can actually get it physically, and I think I might do so next month, because I have no money left this month, for reasons I will disclose at the end of the show. But anyway, yeah, but on top of that, we also had quite a good month for soundtracks. I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but I just really want to talk about soundtracks, because this week's been huge for Sega. Seriously, really huge. And in fact, I actually need to uh, get open Spotify again, because supposedly there was another one just added that we can talk about here. Um, from what I can see, but I guess... Um, uh, hang on, two seconds, just while I search for this. Because um, we also did have Banana Blitz HD recently re-released, and as a result, we've updated our... Um, soundtrack on Radio Sega so it's a lot higher quality now it's got proper loop points it's got proper end points all that type of stuff it's a great soundtrack overall I do actually enjoy it a lot more than I did once upon a time um, oh I'm a big sad I don't think it's there oh people told me that apparently um, Kiwami 2's soundtrack was on Spotify as of now but it's not but the rest of Yakuza series is actually on uh, Spotify, which is the next segue here because we've got everything from Yakuza 2, Yakuza 3, Yakuza 4, Yakuza 5, Kenzen, Ishin. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is on there. There was another one. Uh, Kiwami 1, 0. Um, I think that's probably one or two other bits. Obviously, we've had the. Uh, I keep saying obviously again tonight. We've had the songs that have been the main themes of the game, so you actually have Yakuza 7's, yes, 
Yakuza 7. The main theme is available on Spotify now. We've had Kiwami 2s, we've had Judgments, all that sort of stuff. Yet, yeah. we've never actually had... Um, we've never had a re-release of Kiwami 2 or 6. Which should probably happen soon, but... Yeah, so there's quite a, there was quite a lot of uh, the themes and credit themes to the games already on Spotify, but now the actual soundtracks are on there, which is a shame because I just spent quite a bit of money getting certain games from Japanese iTunes because I really wanted Kiwami and Zero soundtracks because those two are my particular favourites in the series. Um, I do quite like some of the others, but I already had Yakuza Freeze on disc because it came with the game originally, but I was quite shocked to see it on there because I don't remember ever that being on Japanese iTunes. There's still some stuff missing. Come on, guys. Where's the Let's Tap soundtrack? Get it to us right now, because it's on Japanese iTunes. I've got it. All of it. It's a really good soundtrack on there, but come on. Let's tap, boys. Um, never say that again, I know, but yeah. Um, Kiwami 2 never got a digital soundtrack release, just the physical selection that came out with the JP re or pre-release, which is the exact reason we have a game rip on the playlist and I didn't know that because I'd been closely uh, closely waiting for a release to see whether they'd actually were gonna do it or not because they were kind of on the fence for a while like are we gonna do Kiwami 2 and then they never did which is a shame because Kiwami 2 has some really great songs I like a lot of them more than uh, Yakuza 2 some of Yakuza Kiwami actually I like a lot of Kiwami songs more than the original Yakuza 1 which is sacrilege for some people because people swear by the originals even the actual games in comparison to the Kwamis but I love the soundtracks I don't care what anyone says I think Funk Goes On is so much better and Rapid On is correct Let's Have did used to be on the US iTunes store I think it used to be on the EU iTunes store but it's not anymore it's only on JP but it is at least still there so if you want to import some cards and get downloaded on that that's exactly what I did because Let's Tap is a whopper soundtrack especially um, I plug it all the time on the show but we obviously Stop saying it! <laughs> you guys know by now about Tap to Papapaya, the long version, the short version. Blue Hero in particular, though, is one of my favourites, and you know one of my favourites because you get to hear it at the end of every show. But uh, regardless, Blue Hero is one of my favourite songs, and it's uh, such a shame that it's not on Spotify, or it's not on English iTunes, so more people can't experience it because they'd search Sega because they want to look for NSA2 soundtrack. Go, oh my goodness, this new Sega game. Listen to it, their mind gets blown by the ending of Blue Hero because it's one of the greatest techno endings of all time. And bang, just like that. Uh, they're hooked on Let's Tap and they're buying 10 copies and uh, importing Japanese copies and the Let's Buy a Limited or the Best Buy a Limited Edition and they're completely insane but they still buy the game. Not that that's ever happened. Um, I can't actually confirm or deny whether that's ever happened. But yes, I did say during the segment I would actually read out what you guys were talking about down in the chat room. So I think that's appropriate, or I mean, um, in particular, um, what was I going to say? I was going to talk about what you guys had to say about the games in the last uh, round of uh, the last segment. Segment's the word I meant to use. Jamie says the one thing I have to say about JSR made good use. Or what, one thing I have to say is that JSR made good use of Vicarious Visions Tony Hawk engine for the GBA. Those Tony Hawk games are also great, especially with the GBA's limitation, mainly lack of buttons and the sound they got out of the GBA. Those games were highly regarded, as I mentioned. So it was really strange actually that Sega managed to get them on board because they were they had their hands so tied up with Activision. They were releasing a new uh, handheld GBA game every year for that series. So for them to randomly find the time out of nowhere to actually go, hey, let's release this rival um, extreme sports game 
and yeah, Jet Set Radio for the GPA is a great game. I need to get some more of it in my bloodstream because I enjoyed what I got to play of it the last few days. But um, yeah, that's what Jamie had to say and I guess that's what everyone else had to say because not many people actually answered after that point in time. But apparently, um, Unaga... I'm reading the pronunciation and I still can't say it. Unagua Adiente. Thank you. Uh, apparently that actually means a brandy, so I could just call it that. So regardless, a brandy. I have no clue what the song's about. Probably about brandy. Um, I do sound like I've had multiple brandies. That's besides the point. Um, yeah. Uh, Brick Games also showing me off his CD player. Because he's got a CD player now. Uh, I do hope you're not listening to me through the CD player. I can also see some cans of dark fruits behind that. Oh dear. 4%. Not, not very good in it. Uh, I, I combined Brit and Nick into Knit. <laughs> nice. But yes, it's apparently got a tape deck, but I have no tapes. There's still plenty of time to correct that. I had a project that I wanted to do for a while, which was I wanted to um, try and record some soundtracks onto tape, just out of curiosity. Um, I remember seeing a while back Sonic Yoda from Sega Drum. Shout out to Sega Drum, by the way. Sonic Yoda actually ended up um, pressing Sonic 3D Blast Mega Drive soundtrack onto cassette tapes. And creating a custom cassette casing for it of like all the track listings and all this type of thing, and I thought that looks awesome. I should do that for the Let's Tap soundtrack. And this isn't actually me trying to tie it back into Let's Tap. It's just because I thought that would be a great soundtrack, great aesthetic game to do that for. And I just never got around to it. But one day I actually do want to do that because it'd be quite cool to uh, see how warm I could get some uh, tape sounding for some of these soundtracks. And apparently it's actually a recorder. So if you, as long as you've got some blank tapes, and I do know places that still sell blank tapes. And by places, I do mean Tesco. My local Tesco still has a bunch of blank tapes lying around that they still sell. Um, but if you can find some, um, I know I know tape people will go, you can't use plastic, you've got to use metal tapes and all this nonsense BS. But for the hobbyist, for the person who doesn't care about sound quality and just wants to mess about with some tape recording, uh, you can't really go wrong with some £5 Tesco tapes, can you? Hashtag Tesco tapes. Apparently these anagrams do not fit the song titles of today's games. Well, I mean, we were never gonna. <laughs> we we quite literally peaked with erectile cops for secret police. We are never gonna get back to that point again. But we can at least try. And Nicholas has pointed out: has anyone actually guessed correctly? No, no one has. And I haven't messed up any of them. They're all correct. And just to prove to you that they're all correct, we're gonna get into number three, which is the easiest of the bunch. So. Let's do that. And Jamie says, you've probably seen someone that does blank VHS tapes. Yep, that Tesco's also does blank VHS tapes. 2,020 people. And I recommend buying new old stock, but we are not, we're not huge tape file people. We are literally just wanting to record for the hell of it, rather than to listen to these tapes for the rest of our lives. Regardless, codebreakers. Last time, I apparently asked you the rigged questions or the rigged anagrams of Madame Sega Bio for round two and for round one, Moderator Worming. For round three, I think it's a lot easier, but it still doesn't fit the um, the themes of the actual songs themselves. Not even close to it. Codebreakers round three, Steel Pommel, is in a pommel horse. Steel 
pommel. And steel, by the way, is in uh, metal steel. So, metal steel pommel horse. <laughs> this is not the full anagram, but it will probably help you. For those of you who are playing while listening, rather than playing by looking at the answers on Discord live. Uh, not answers. I'm not giving you the answers on Discord. You're not cheating. And as you can tell by the fact that none of you got points so far. Step up your game. While you do that... We're going to get into to, uh, some music. Two tracks from Fantasy Zone and one track from Sam Mega for the week. Because at this point, I think we've actually played every song from... No, we haven't. We've still got one more, actually. Um, so I'm going to actually stick that in as a block. Uh, just, just for the hell of it. But, regardless. Four tracks coming up here now. Two from Fantasy Zone slash Super Fantasy Zone. One from Jet Set Radio for the GBA. The final song from Jet Set Radio for the GBA. And one from Sam and Inigo for the Wii. Coming up from Super Fantasy Zone, this is Round 7's theme, Fresh Melon, here on Pick and Mix. <laughs> Sega Live Weekend in the most random way. This is Pick and Mix with Green Viper 8.
mami rica que vamos a bailar Everybody in the party do the cha-cha Everybody walk and tell it feeling cha-cha Hey muchacha So I just found out that Mighty Switch Force Collection is getting a physical release. If you know me, it's one of my favourite games, the two of them, uh, collectively, because they're basically the same game. Limited run games only! Oh. <laughs> and it comes out next next Friday on, on a week that I probably won't have any money. Oh, that pains me so badly. First, we'll post a USB floppy, floppy disk, USB drive, soundtrack CD, big, big box release, badge enamel pin. Oh my goodness! I will try and find my best ways to get that. Anyway, this is the King of Requested segment. That's our PvP player versus player chart show fighting segment, where from Monday to Friday we track the number one requester of the week. So it's not the person with the number one request, but rather the person who's requested the most individual songs with the most individual request points throughout the week. It's been quite some tough contention for the past few weeks leading up to Christmas and New Year's, but we haven't actually catalogued this week's... Last week, sorry. We didn't end up cataloguing last week's because we were just... I don't know. What can I say? What am I actually trying to say? I don't really know. Um, what I, I, We didn't get to catalogue last week's uh, King of Requesters because we did a full show around the 2019 King of Requesters King of Kings special. So we just didn't have the time to do it. But this week, we're back into the swing of it. And, well, I can reveal with... I can't actually find it. I can reveal with 107 requests between Monday this week and Friday. And now, the winner of the King of Requesters is Jamie64326. For the first time in a while. And his three requests are some that are pretty unique in terms of flavour to him. Except not really, because they're none of the songs you'd expect. They're songs I think you'd honestly more expect out of me, because these are some of my favourite songs personally. And yet they're requested by Jamie. And they're his top request of the week. And so we got one coming up from... I'm going to shuffle these up on purpose. We've got one coming up from Tetris Giant. One coming up from Fantasy Star Nova. And one coming up from Sonic X. The question is just which tracks are coming up from each game. But rather, yeah, none of the games you take from Jamie. No sign of the Commodore 64. No Commodore in sight, not even any Mega Drive in sight for that matter. Just a whole bunch of vocal themes, and two Japanese vocal themes and one English one at that. What an un-Jamie request that you could possibly go for. We well, still got plenty of uh, answers coming in for Codebreakers. People are finally starting to get the first two questions correct, so I told you that they weren't wrong. You still got roughly about. Uh, 10 minutes, I'd say, is your safe bet. 
left uh, during this music break, so you've got plenty of time to answer the remaining three questions. And while you do so, we're going to play some music, such as number three from Tetris Giant, also known as Tetris Dekanis in Japan. One of my personal favourite songs, one of my personal favourite soundtracks in my top five Sega soundtracks. Friendship, try again. Oh, 
The answering is now closed. No more code breaking for you, but plenty more code breaking for me. Jamie, literally like two seconds after, but because of the delay, I'll accept it. Three points. Well done. You're very good. Um, I think. Okay, that's round three. So Jamie got three points for round three. I have to do this on the fly, thanks to you guys. You could have got it a bit earlier. Duh. So Jamie gets three points, and that adds to his overall total. I spoiled. Who's got the points? Right. So anyway, welcome back to the show. What well, you just heard that was a track from Vincent Nova. That was Jamie's number one request because he was this week's king of requesters. And that was from Fancy Darnova, the Juno version, not that Juno, of Scarborough Fair. Before that, from Sonic X, that was The Shining Road, the ending theme of Season 2, or parts of Season 2 and parts of Season 3, from the Japanese version of Sonic X, the version that's greatly superior, and people will tell you and never shut the hell up about it for the next few months after it comes out on Netflix. So, yeah, uh, all jokes aside, it's probably the better version of the show. Definitely with the better music, because that ending theme, oh, I love it. It's not as good as Top, but it's it's up there. Seriously, Top is so good. Um, but Shining Road is one of my favorite songs. So emotional <laughs> for uh, for an ending theme to an anime about fictional fictional hedgehogs being anthropomorphized. It's really good. Uh, before that is number three. From Tetris Giant, also known as Tetris Decalis, that is Friendship Try Again, and Nicholas Mann brought up in the chat room a factoid that I always forget about the game, which is that Hero worked on it. Hero was in The Hero, Space Harrier, Outrun, Power Drift, you know, famous hero, generally regarded as one of the best video game composers of all time, worked on Tetris Giant, which just further elevates how much I love that soundtrack, and I'd completely forgotten that factoid. It's just, it's just J-pop the soundtrack. I mean, seriously, how many? It, well, it, it's J-pop combined with Tetris, but how many Sega games do you know that have, even, even back in the 80s and 90s, but in 2009, that had a synth solo in the middle of them? None, right? But Tetris Giant just randomly has one, and yet it's one of the most obscure Tetris games going. But Tetris Giant, just such a good soundtrack. A highly catchy, upbeat, happy, peppy stuff. Which is what I want to hear on days like today and yesterday. Um, I didn't actually listen to any. That was a bit of a mistake on my part. Regardless, let's get to actually telling you what the answers to Codebreakers were. You know, the answers that didn't apparently exist and that I cheated and I'd used a website to come up with and they were all wrong. Still Pommel was Codebreakers round three. And that's from Jet Set Radio for the GBA. Let mum or let mom, let mom sleep. Stop playing with that radio of yours. I'm trying to get to sleep. Congratulations to... Um, I've suddenly forgotten where it is. Congratulations to Jamie, Veritex, and Nicholas Aman, all of whom got three points. Codebreakers round two, Madame Sega Bio. I got a lot of complaints about this one, and yet I was completely right. From Samba Amigo, Samba Amigo. Yeah, I think people forgot there was a song in that game called Samba Amigo. It's a remix of Samba de Janeiro, except it's not. It's a remix made by the Sega Sound team. But it still counts. It's not on any soundtrack releases, but it's in the game. So congratulations to Veritex for getting that one. And to one that no one got. You guys must have been sleeping down in the soil there, because that was moderator worming. There's only one game left. It could only be from Super Fancy Zone. Dreaming Tomorrow. Dreaming Tomorrow was moderator worming. 
Disappointment is the word that comes to mind for you, uh, you horrible lot. I'm just going to have to test you even harder on next week's Code Breakers. But for now, let's get into another track from Sam Amigo for the Wii. Because I felt like having a nice uh, Sambury-type uh, block here. But despite that, we've still got one Super Fancy Zone track in it. But it just fit the vibes we were going for. And this is one track that I know you guys know that I love. I made you listen to it every Friday for a good reason. I, I know it's from the original Fancy Zone, but it's in Super Fancy Zone. It counts, and that's why it was number one, because it was the hardest. From Somebody Amigo for the... I, I was presenting to Nicholas, by the way. I know it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> from Somebody Amigo for the Wii. A song that I greatly love and is criminally underappreciated, especially in comparison to this song in uh, the original and version 2000. It's the main menu theme. And this is Pick and Mix, not Topical Resort. This is Pick and Mix. You can only listen to it on Radio Sega and a podcast platform of your choice. But only live you can listen to it on Radio Sega and it works best for the sake of the segue to say that you can only listen to it on Radio Sega.
there from Samba Di Amigo, the original version. I mentioned quite a lot. That's probably my favourite song on the Samba Di Amigo soundtrack. I really love that one. Um, I know it's obviously a song that exists outside of Samba Di Amigo. I'm just mentioning for the purposes of a show that's based around video games, it's my favourite song featured within that specific video game. And I know it's also from version 2000 and not from the Wii version. I didn't have the Wii version to hand and I quickly wanted to put it on. For that, from Super Fantasy Zone, that's Picnic Round Run, a song that does appear in the main game of Super Fantasy Zone, and it is on the Radio Sega playlist, and Kick Nothing Block from Sabbath Amigo for the Wii, also on the Radio Sega playlist. The main menu theme, the theme that ended off every episode of the Topical Resort, and, well, we got the song that ends off every episode of the Pick and Mix, minus the ones that it doesn't. Obviously, Rainbow from Let's Tap. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I will say, before we go any further... That you have the opportunity to come and say hi to me if you are lurking around the London area this weekend because I'm going to be at Miku Expo and I'll be hanging around various other parts of the city during the course of the weekend. So if you're around, do let me know. We'll try and arrange something. I'll be with a couple of friends during the weekend so you have to meet with them as well. But I will be going to the actual concert on the Saturday night itself. Going to be playing some Mega Mix. It's going to be there. There's going to be a demo. That's going to be amazing. Um, but I will be at the Miku Expo concert itself tomorrow night. So if you want to meet up, come say hi. You know where to see me. Um, I'll probably be in some sort of Radio Sega paraphernalia. And if not, I'll be wearing a Miku Expo shirt. But you know what I look like uh, regardless. And if you don't, there'll be some sort of photo online. I don't look like the Sonic 6 runner. Stop sending me those images. Regardless, coming up next on Radio Sega is the 24-7 stream where you can request and actually get involved in... Involved with the with the King of Requesters segment. But coming up, live show-wise, next on Radio Sega, should be Saturday Night Sega with Gabby, Saturdays at 10pm. But potentially, it still could be Skyblaze with the Hidden Palace Saturdays at 9pm. But 
It's safe to say Saturday Night Sega will be on. It'll be a pre-recorded show this time around, so no live interaction for you, but you should still be able to listen to the hijinks that get on on a Saturday night here on our radio, radio stream. Um, that's been it from me, though. I've been Green Viper 8. Thank you to to everyone who's been in the chat room, such as Rapid Run, Nicholas Aman, Frostgamer98, Jamie Six and Veritex, and also some others. Um, we got one more song coming up from uh, for you from Super Fantasy Zone. It's theme of round six. It's actually from Super Fantasy Zone and not Sound Test. Known as Villith, uh, Villily, and it's an awesome song. And I've been Green Viper 8. Thank you all for listening. As always. Please continue to stay in the mix. the show check out the full radio sega live schedule at radioSE.ga forward slash shows radio sega playing the best sega music 24 7